Listen up. Ah. Life for the whole person. Black star. Life is a cold verse. Fight for the whole person. Cause life yes, is a indeed, cold yes, verse. Yes, Fight for the whole person. Cause life Mathematics is a cold verse. Mathematics is uh. still in the hour of chaos and God power love. Top of the tower of Babylon. Great, great, still gating, elevate above all hate and all things. Grace, enthusiasm, sincerity, passion. Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the World presents a bully and a hipster sports talk podcast number twelve. And like always, I got my man here, Shahid. What's going on? What's up? Hope everyone's enjoying themselves this Thanksgiving week. Yes, uh, that day is almost here. Um, I can't wait to have a little turkey. Yeah, I'm sure if your name's not Carson Wentz, you're enjoying yourself this week. Ah. Let's just go right right into it because you know we we've taxed back and forth when you said you're over it, and I've we've seen the narrative. I was speaking me and you. We've seen the narrative that what's going on now is that everything is Carson Wentz's fault. Everything. Yeah, I I turn on ESPN and then just in the background, and the entire shows from the morning to the afternoon had a signal on Carson Wentz, and all kind of started with. Yeah, I know the team's injured and he's missing half his offense and he doesn't have the same coaches, but Carson Wentz sucks. Should they, did the Eagles make a mistake signing Carson Wentz? Should they, you know, did they pick the wrong QB? You know, Carson Wentz may not be the problem, but he's a problem. And it's not just from, you know, hot take people. This from, you know, smart people who normally have measured takes. And all of them said the same thing. And I'm just watching, listening to this. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You can't start a conversation saying, yeah, I know they're missing half their line, both their receivers and their running back. But ignoring all of that part, we got to focus on Carson Wentz. No, you can't ignore that. I couldn't run a mar- You chopped my leg off the day before a marathon. You can say, oh, well, I know you lost your leg, but still you need to keep up the pace. <laughs> yeah it's um it's something that started off small and i think mostly we were seeing it on uh social media and it just i don't know where the first time i think i saw I mean, it had to be espn either espn or fox one of them and then it was just snowballing and i'm just like he doesn't have receivers and the receivers and he's that, playing against yeah the receivers he's he not have and he's playing against, like, you know, Seattle doesn't have the same defense they had before. It's still Seattle. And the week before was the Patriots, who's made everybody besides Lamar Jackson look bad the entire year. And last week they were playing in bad weather. And then all I heard was, well, you know, Carson went struggle hit receivers. Tom Brady had the most incompletions in the half he's ever had. I didn't hear one peep. Not one about what was Tom Brady washed. What about the win? I saw plenty of jokes when they was playing Seattle about Carson because he missed a, a few passes. I'm like, what in the world happened? And it's like, oh, maybe, you know, it's, I know they said it's windy, but how windy could it be? Then they kicked the field goal that was like 25 yards, almost missed it because the wind blew it. Then Russell Wilson missed the exact same spot in the second quarter. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it was the wind. Funny how weather only affects one quarterback. <laughs> you know, like it's you know Carson Wentz is not having good games, but it's hard when his receivers aren't lined up in the right spot, not running the right routes, causing in- interceptions, or if they run the right route, either drop the ball or fumble the ball. Like, how's that his fault? And, oh, and- well, he's had a plenty. You know, he's had plenty of fumbles the last week. I'm like, yeah, if the line's not blocking, I guess if he's getting two seconds to throw, he get hit by the blind side. Or they run in a draw play by the time the running back gets to the lineman's already there. I guess fumbles will happen. I don't. I don't get how that's Carson Wentz's fault. The thing I've noticed since I haven't watched like every game from beginning to end, but what I have seen is that there's no separation. And when you do have separation, you get drops. Yes. <laughs> so what? What exactly do y'all want him to do? Just throw it anyway, and so y'all can say, "Oh, that was a bad pass. He he was man was covered. Why would he throw that?" They want him to, what's that thing? Throw him open. No, that that doesn't work if they can't get open. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> like it, it doesn't. Like, 
It's not fucking Madden. I wish people would stop with that yeah. shit. They like if you throw them up there, let them make the receiver. Fly. I'm like, the leading receivers got us on a practice squad. One of the star receivers haven't catched the ball since September, and we're almost in December. You double team Zach Ertz, and they have nothing. And Wentz is just looking, and at most he's getting three, four seconds. Now he got to run around like he's John Elway, slamming his helmet down like no one's getting separation. When they do, either he'll miss it high, they run the wrong route, or they drop it. And it's happening over and over and over again. And then they're not getting any time. They're not getting a run game because Jordan Howard's still hurt, and the line has been decimated the past few weeks. But it's like, oh, yeah, I know that doesn't have – I know he doesn't have help. But a good quarterback elevates people. You know, at least he he's not supposed to elevate people, but at least he's supposed to, like, you know, play good. I'm like, how? <laughs> Didn't we see this with Dak Prescott before he had Amari Cooper? He could mm. only do so much. Where's all these great QBs that's playing great with bad receivers? Because yeah. Tom Brady doesn't do it anymore. Like, who, who else? who else is there? It's like it doesn't matter what receivers out there they're gonna make stuff happen, but Russell Wilson, and at least his receivers are like have like speed and hands. Mm-hmm. Like beyond that, it is no great quarterback putting up great QB numbers with bad wide receivers. That used to happen like in the nineties and two thousands. That does not happen anymore. I can't. I, I ask people all the time, who who what quarterback on the Eagles that would make them you know demonstrably better? You change nothing else. You don't change the coaching staff. You don't change the lineup. You just swap Carson Wentz out for somebody. Like, it's better quarterbacks than Carson Wentz, but it's not like if you put Aaron Rodgers in there, all of a sudden they're 8-3. No, they're the same. They're the same damn record. Yeah. Because, again. The exact same. Again, it's I, – I just don't understand this, this narrative. Well, I kind of do understand it. Because, you know, Nick Foles was so loved in Philly and whatever and all this nonsense. Uh But, again, Uh, without Carson Wentz, there wouldn't be no fucking Super Bowl. Exactly. Like, this story sounds a lot different if Atlanta beats them in the division around. The worst thing that happened to Carson Wentz is that they won the Super Bowl. With with him being hurt. And then all of a sudden now it's like, oh, well, you know. Even though Nick Foles, people in Jacksonville complain about Nick Foles, like, well, Nick, Fo- Nick Foles was clutch. Nick Foles was a leader. And and was, and then now it's revisionist history. It's, was Carson Wentz even that good? Or they just have a lot of talent. You know, I know he's going to win the MVP, but a lot of people have won MVPs before. That don't mean nothing. No, a lot of people have not won MVPs. <laughs> how, many bad, how many bad players have won an MVP? Oh, boy. Who's the worst player to, like, theoretically win an MVP? Matt Ryan? And Matt Ryan does not suck. Like, what suck. are we talking about? He does not suck. He's not my favorite player, but he don't suck. So, yeah, that that whole thing. It's it's just starting to become a, a not a silly conversation, but a conversation that I'm hearing too much because you put healthy receivers around him. We, this is a whole different story. If Deshaun Jackson was there, we're not having this conversation. That's it. Like, their problem the last two years is that they have not had a deep threat. Last year, Mike Wallace played one game, broke his ankle, and didn't have it. This year, Deshaun Jackson had one game, got hurt, and didn't have it anymore. So now it's like there's a bunch of dinking up receivers, and then Alshon Jeffrey's been beat up the whole year himself. He's playing like he's 40 years old. The, we're not going to bring up Aguilar anymore. And it's like they, they, they can't stretch they can't stretch the field. So it's kind of like I got to do trickery and do a 10, 15-play drive. And they being hamstrung by their wide receivers in their offensive coordinator. Like Mike Rowe is trash. I'm sorry. Like Frank Wright leaving left a big gap. They never replaced him correctly. And I see how they coach now. It's like they just do the same four or five things. There's no innovation at all and it's like you know Carson go do it I know you don't got the tools to do it go do it but don't do it the way you used to do it because we don't want you getting hurt well the bright side is this the division's still wide open uh with Dallas losing I mean both y'all both y'all like y'all got easy games as well yeah both y'all like y'all got easy games we have well they play Buffalo Buffalo has a better record than they do yeah we have an easy 
Yeah, but you just scheduled the rest. Like the funny thing is, if the Eagles went out, they win the division. As bad as they look, and they could. And the only hard game on the schedule left is Dallas, and it's going to be a home game. So theoretically, they could win the division. Once you get in the playoffs, who knows? I have no idea because this team just looks this like the, it's funny. The defense is finally healthy, and they look good more or less. And it's the offense that's falling apart, and. It's kind of like they just been snake been with injuries the past two years. But just ignoring, it's kind of like they know injuries are the issue. They blame the Eagles doctor like, oh, well, you know, the medical staff should have did something. A lot of people break their foot. Well, somebody, you know, they like, what you going to do? Not break your foot? It's football. People get hurt. It's not an old thing or a young thing because they've had old players get hurt. They've had young players get hurt. Like, people get hurt. It's football. You can't prevent people from getting hurt if they're playing football. It's easy to say, oh, the doctors could do better. They should have done better. I'm like, if Brandon Brooks misses most of the game from anxiety, what are they supposed to give him a Xanax? It's not how it works. Like, how's that the, how's that the medical staff's fault? But that stuff would happen, and it just gets ignored because we just need this narrative like, you know, Carson Wentz sucks. You know who sucks? The quarterback I saw last night that wasn't the MVP. <laughs> Your boy that you like to call Shane Douglas. Yo. <laughs> Yo. I've I've never felt good being so right before in my life. Cause I've just I've told everybody, I told one of my friends that I used to work with, I told him, I called him, I was like, yo, that's y'all quarterback. This is what I was telling you he was. He's not good. He is just not good. The coach, and you told me about uh young young great Phenom coach Sean McVay. Yeah, we saw that shit working out right now. Mm-hmm. What was it? And you know what's funny? I wonder all those teams are like, we got to get Sean McVay clones. I wonder how they feel today. The Rams aren't making the playoffs. Nope. I mean, <laughs> I hope people I hope people understand and realize like, like they are not making the playoffs. Like they aren't winning the division and they're not going to catch Seattle and they not going to catch Minnesota or Green Bay, depending on who wins the NFC um, North. So, yeah, they're going to be home. All that money. Traded, and they got to give all that money to Jalen Ramsey to have a team that's probably, you know, top. I don't want to top out eight and eight. You got Aaron Donald on that team. Mm. You got an uh, offensive genius. And you know what the genius was? We had Todd Gurley. That was the genius. Yeah, I I don't know what happened, but it, it seems like it's just it's not working. I don't know if he's done. I don't know if it's just this year. It's Tiger. He's done. Hey, I guess he's, that's what it is. They're not saying he's done, but like he has a knee. They won't say what's wrong. It hasn't gotten. When has Tiger looked like Tiger early? When's the last time he's looked like that? What I don't, I don't halfway know. through last season? Yeah, somewhere through last season. Yeah, that doesn't come back. Chronic, chronic, mysterious knee injuries for running backs just don't magically get healthy. You know, we just put some ice on it. He's going to be okay. Like, no, that's done. You know, and forgive me for saying that the Cowboys have an easy game. I keep forgetting that damn Bills are eight and three. Yeah, they just win. They're beating bad teams. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm still not sure what Cal- what the Cowboys are right now. So that's another thing because yes, you yes you do. They're the average. I had a conversation with somebody. He was talking about oh, you know, the, the, the Dallas had the, by DVOA the best offense in the league, and I was like, do, when you watch the Cowboys, do you really think they have the best offense in the league? Like I know what the numbers say, but tell me from your heart, do you believe when you watch them? This is this phenomenal offense. Like no, and I was like, why? Well, it's because the coach. They aren't doing anything with that coach. Period. It's, Jason Garrett coach is like a coward. And it, it, you know what? I understand the weather was bad in um, New England, but wow, some of the some of the plays they called on them third downs, I was amazed. I'm like, what? And and I'm talking about to the point of you have to have your players coached up to the point of they got to know the situations. I saw somebody run uh, up and out. And go two yards, but they needed like four. What the fuck are you doing? Go get to the sticks. They're doing what they were told to do. And you know the problem with the Cowboys is they were coaching like we're going to play conservative. But I'm like, if you don't feel like you're going to get a touchdown, 
why do you think you don't have enough time to just keep keep kicking field goals? Yeah. Like, you don't have confidence in your offense. Then what's the game plan? You hope Tom Brady makes mistakes? Like, if you think like you think you're going to win because Tom Brady going to hand you the game, good luck with that. And I was laughing because I heard all the joke Carson Wentz was getting playing against the Patriots and how Dak Prescott was a dark horse MVP. He would never <laughs> have that type of game. And then look what happened. They they played and they ran the same buzzsaw that everybody else ran to. Mari Cooper sitting there saucy like, I don't know if Stephen Gilmore is good or not. They ain't throw me the ball. They sure as hell didn't because Stephen Gilmore is good. <laughs> Like Stephen Gilmore has turned around and is probably the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, I mean that should tell. Like New England threw him a whole bunch of money, and they never pay defensive players like that. They should have gave. That should have told people that Buffalo make a mistake by letting him go. Yeah, uh, Amari Cooper. Uh, he's gonna have to hold that L on that one because if they did try to go and go to him. I think it would have been bad. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was watching some of those passes. I'm like, and that's my whole thing. It's like Dak is good. He's putting up these great numbers. Clutch time against a great defense, but that Dallas coaching staff holding him back. No, I'm not putting my faith in Dak Prescott yet. Call me a hater all you want. Zeke's not the same. Like, he's good, but he's not like, you know, quintessential Zeke or vintage Zeke. It's kind of like he's a good running back. He's not a great running back. So... Their whole thing is like we're gonna stop Zeke and make Dak beat us. Dak's been beating some teams. He's not gonna beat the great defense teams, and that's what happened. And I just laughed because I like I knew that was gonna happen, especially with especially with bad weather. It's kind of like the Patriots do that to everybody. Cowboys fans shouldn't feel bad about that. I know Jerry Jones is pissed because like you know the game was close. If we had better coaching, we would have won. I'm like you ain't out coaching Bill Belichick. It's no, it's no flaw in losing to the Patriots in New England. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with that. And that's why I try to tell. Even should have won. And that's why I try to tell one of my friends as a Cowboys fan. I just tell him, "Yo, relax. This is a game right here that you know, just just hold the L and keep keep going. It ain't like the the race is still like there. The, the division is still yeah. there. Relax. And he's just all like there. We should have won. I, I understand. I, I I feel you. I mean, trust me. Eagle fans felt the same way. Like if they and they had a. And they had a better chance of saying that because they were like, you know, people just catch the ball. They beat New England. <laughs> but it's like if if my mom had ball, she'd be my uncle. As the old saying goes, ain't no ifs is what happens. And if they lose to Buffalo, then they should be worrying. Oh, yeah. Right now, Dallas fan. Yeah. But, okay, since we talked about that, which teams do you think are for real? Uh. I'm gonna say the Patriots, Saints, uh, uh Seattle. Um, I want to say the, I guess I, I guess the 49ers now. I don't know. I'm still saying. How, ba- how you miss? How you missing Baltimore? Oh, that, that was a gimme. Let me get there. Yeah, Baltimore, of course. Yeah, you're nice to me. It's three teams. I trust. Three? I trust. Yeah, I trust Baltimore. I trust New England. I trust San Francisco. Not like who are good teams, like who I trust like could do something. And even San Francisco's iffy because it's like I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I trust everything else about the four. I trust their defense. I trust. I definitely trust the coaching. I trust most of the offense. I don't trust the quarterback. Seattle. I don't trust their defense. Like Russell Wilson can only do so much. I don't like. I don't trust their defense, and I don't trust the Saints' defense. Okay, I mean, I was just giving the teams that overall. You just talking about the, like the two top teams, no. yeah. No, I'm saying I'm not talking about good teams or even very good You're teams. Talking about teams like I'm talking about teams you can trust in the playoffs that you don't have any doubts about. I don't have any doubts about Baltimore. I don't have doubts about New England because even with their offense, it's still New England. Like, until they don't do it, I'm going to get the benefit of the doubt. And San Francisco, they're better than everybody else in the NFC. Because it's like you saw what they did to Green Bay. And Green Bay was walking around like, you know, we Billy Badass. We, I'm Aaron <laughs> Rod. I'm a gunsling. I'm back. And they beat the, they beat the brakes off Yo. of them. And you know what's funny? That game got flexed, and they were talking about, oh, I know the league happened. We have to watch this Seattle-Philly game. This was trash, and they got a worse game. Yeah. Um, 
I never had so much uh, fun smiling in a game before. This is watching uh, the Green Bay lose. And that's just because I'm a Vikings fan. It's just great to yeah. see them lose. It wasn't even close. Not even. <laughs> we, when, Aaron, when Aaron Rodgers throw for 100 yards, you know he's having a bad day. Mm-hmm. He's like, damn, this count double check ain't working tonight. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I laugh. It's kind of like people talk about bad QBs. I'm like, have you seen some of the quarterbacks that's played? Like I'm, I'm listening to Eagles fans. I'm all, you know, I wish we had good QBs. Jacksonville is what Jacksonville fans are hated that they put Nick Foles back in the game. Yes, yes, they are. They like, I guess y'all didn't want to be in the playoffs because y'all paying this man some money. It's like, well, y'all ain't paying him. I'm like, he making more than Tom Brady. Can he, can he at least throw, you know, have a decent game? And I'm like, yeah, all that clutch magic and all that stuff doesn't matter if you don't have the team around you. Yeah. It's like it's a reason Nick Foles been on all these teams. I want to hear this hero shit. He's got magic. He just got this fairy dust and you all know, that. People talk. People talk about Nick Foles. Don't really didn't really watch Nick Foles games. You know who Nick Foles is? Nick Foles is the same thing that uh, that Joe Flacco was. Those were well, two months in the playoffs, and you know you win a Super Bowl. <laughs> no, that's an insult to Joe Flacco. It is. I don't think so. I think it's about the same. No, no, it's because trust me, Nick Foles had a magical season one year when Mike Vick got hurt. He threw like 27 touchdowns and two interceptions, and that, that season looked fluky as hell. Like, <clears throat> cornerbacks were falling down or running to each other or be bouncing off two helmets and just happened to land into Sean Jackson's hands. Like, Riley Cooper's just wide open because a cornerback tripped over his feet. Like stuff like that. That's, like even I was watching it. I remember talking to Dre, and he was like, "Nick Foles." I'm like, "It's just something about like this. Don't seem this seems off. Like it just seemed like it's you know fake." And then the following year, fell back down to earth. Got hurt. They traded him for Sam Bradford. He vanished. He's comes. He comes back, and people forget the year they won the Super Bowl. He came in at the Rams game. Held you know they won the game because of defense, and he got a first down. He played a good game against the Giants. He played horrible against the Raiders. He played horrible against the Cowboys. He played horrible against the first half against the Falcons. Had a decent second half against the Falcons. It's a good chance the Falcons should have won that game. That didn't. Then he just happened to have two great games against Minnesota and New England. So people forget all about the other stuff that happened. Then the exact same thing happened last year where he had a bad game against the Bears. They had no business beating the Bears, but he throws a touchdown, they miss a field goal, and it's because Nick Foles won. That's all I heard. Oh, he was clutch. You know, he blew on that kick. <laughs> yeah, some nonsense like that. So, yeah, I'm like, people, and I, it's this, I hear talk about, you know, if they had Nick Foles, they'd be better. I'm like, no, they wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you'd be in the same situation. Um, be worse, are, yeah, that you are now. And, you know, maybe my comparison is one because you know you are a Philly fan, so you would know because you kept up with pretty much all the games. I didn't keep up yeah. with games like that. Yeah, like I'm. It's it, it's it's hard to have conversations about players and teams when one person's going off of highlights and one person's actually watching. Like, how many? I'm sure football people actually try to watch all the games as much as probably their job. But if you're like a national broadcaster, you like on TV, you really on league pass, you really got NFL game pass and you watching the games. No, you're catching highlights. You read, you, you hearing what somebody told you about. It's like, oh, well, you know, I guess this guy sucks. No context, no nothing. Yeah. That, and you know, that's one thing with, uh, when I had started getting, uh, the NFL channel, Whatever it's uh, direct, whatever it's called right now, my brain is on the fall. Last three or four years ago, I got to see all of Minnesota games, so it was different from me seeing being in New York and having to sit there and watch a Giants game. <laughs> like, bro, I don't want to watch a Giants game or a Jets game. So luckily now I don't have to sit through that nonsense. Yeah, like I've like I watch beside Eagles games. I watch other games just to see what's going on. Like I see what I'm talking about, and you can just watch. Like you know, I'm just laughing, catching bits and pieces of Baltimore because it's like these commentators like grudgingly give Lamar Jackson respect. Oh, you know, 
his like the same ones that saying he should have been a receiver or you know a punt returner stuff like that. It's like you know, yeah, he's good. Too bad he doesn't throw in the pocket. It's like one, he does. Two, stop talking racist. <laughs> that's what pocket. That's what they see pocket for. Let me play like a, a slow white guy. Because no one says Josh Allen should stay his ass in the pocket because they know he can't throw worth a damn. It's like make magic and be athletic, and they call him being dynamic. Lamar Jackson's like, oh, it's nice, but what happens if you get hurt? Quarterbacks like him don't play 12 to 13 years. Most quarterbacks don't play 12 to 13 years if they aren't good. It don't matter if you're in the pocket, you're running around or not. Like, just, yeah. he's the MVP. It's, it's, John. it's a difference from running and running around being a QB. And being smart and safe and being fucking RG3 when you don't fucking learn how to slide. Like, bro, no, you know. No, 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 no. I'm, I have to disagree with that whole thing. You know why RG3 had what he had? Because they rushed him back on that shitty ass field. No, no, the no. The Redskins I'm, had. That, no, I'm not no, saying I'm that. I'm not talking. I'm just, I'm just saying in general, when he, you know, it took him a. It t- he learned how to. They t- taught him how to slide when he got to the NFL. Like, you know, when he was already in the process, he should have already, you know, been aware yeah, of it. His, please, Michael Vick never learned how to slide. So what? Oh, slide, the most over, slide is the most overrated. Or if you learn how to slide, slide is the most overrated thing. Good. Russell Wilson knows how to slide because he played baseball. whoop the <laughs> damn dude. Like, like, who, like, who cares? Like, that's just this whole thing. I know the argument behind it, but I was like, so what? It's, that has never held weight for me whatsoever. And this whole thing, like, they saw Lamar Jackson. It's like, he's just this black dude that just runs around. He can't throw the ball. He's going to be like any person that just run around doing all things. John Harbaugh is like, you know what? I got something special, and I got a black quarterback, and I coach in the city of Baltimore, a black-ass city. I got magic here. I'm going to make the shit work. He wasn't going to be like, oh, you're going to be the quarterback that I want you to be. He's like, no, I'm going to make you the quarterback that you should be, and you can go ahead, and I'm going to maximize you and put you in your best I'm make you the best man you can be. And he did that. And he hyped that. Because he knew how important it would be. And he knew he had something special. And all these other dumbass coaches were like, oh, well, I know he won a Heisman and then was a Heisman finalist. But you see how Josh Allen threw the ball out of bounds 40 yards? It was a spiral, though. Let me make something out of him. He looks like me. But you know what the funny thing is? Me paying attention to college football, I saw Lamar Jackson make damn near the same passes in college. I get it. The game's different in college. I understand it. You know, it's mostly uh, around his time. It was mostly shotgun and, you know, the spread offense and stuff like that. But he was still making those same passes. And I'm just like, I didn't understand the the knock on him other than if you want to say, oh, he's kind of small. OK, but so what? Because he was black. <laughs> that was the knock. That's all it was. Sean Watson went to the exact same thing. That man, national champion. Knocking off dynasty teams like, oh, well, yeah, I know he did that, but you know, you can do pro, but I got Trubisky. I saw him in the senior <laughs> bowl. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, it's, it was nothing. You couldn't say I watched college football and be like, yeah, out of all the, Baker Mayfield, maybe, because he put up big numbers in Oklahoma, even though he's small too. I could see that. Because even then he had issues with the whole, maybe he's not big enough. And then, he had to be just tall enough, like, because he went from second round to I'm be the number one pick. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, we weren't sure. But I was like, but come on, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, like Josh Rosen, like, yeah, they were good. They weren't Lamar Jackson good, and you knew, and they knew they weren't. And it's it's mad, and like it's Patriots fans that's mad that they didn't draft them because they had a chance they had Sony Michelle. Oh, and like. Speaking of that, I've I've been on uh Vikings uh, <laughs> Vikings Twitter. That's the new thing now. We should have got Lamar Jackson. I'm like, that's everybody now. Everybody's saying that. Yeah. Eagles fans saying that. I'm like, you mean the year after they won the Super Bowl, they should have they should have just not re-signed Carson Wentz and just draft Lamar Jackson. Word. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, y'all, it's easy to say that in hindsight now. Yeah. Nobody was sticking that in. People were sticking, he's he's a gadget QB. He's going to be playing the Wildcat, be out the league. Because, you know, he's like, you know, like RG3 and Kaepernick. People forgot, like, one, RG3 was good to his knee. Kaepernick was great, 
until they didn't have talent anymore and they ran them out of town. Like, people forget how good Colin Kaepernick was. Well, the one good thing about this, the more Lamar succeed, the more the more Lamar and Lamar Jackson and, and Baltimore succeed, it's going to help these other black uh, quarterbacks similar to his play be able to get drafted fairly and looked at in a different pro in a different way of being processed. Because now you could be like, let them. I'm telling you, this is going to change. It has to now. No, they no, it won't. Maybe for some teams, it's going to stay the same. Like, nope, we's gonna it's going to no. It's unless you have it's going to be one or two people that might be forward thinking, like Arizona's forward thinking with Kyle Allen because they got Cliff Kingsbury that lost in college. Was like, let's get my chance. Most of the time, it's going to be like, no, because the league is stupid. <laughs> and they have a few smart. They have a few smart coaches. You know why the smart coach, the good coaches, stay good because they think. And most coaches don't think. Most coaches stick a round peg into a square hole. It's like they try to force stuff to work, and they dumb. Like Bill Belichick is a, Bill Belichick is very smart, but one of the smartest things about him is he will adapt to his scenario the best way possible. He is not draconian when it comes to like running his team. Whatever works, he will do it. Most coaches are not forward thinking like that. Doug Peterson, one of his advantages is. He is, you know, he's not a coward when it comes to like I'll go for him fourth down. The numbers say don't, you know, the numbers say to go for it. Like he's the Eagles are analytically driven. Baltimore's analytically driven like that. Andy Reid don't give a damn if it's, he sees something in like fifth grade and it worked. He gonna try it, like because he's like he watches college in high school. It's like I got speed, I got talent. You make that work, you know, eating a eating a sandwich. Well, make that man, I mean, do something, make that work. Most of these coaches are, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a genius and he knows how to maximize that. Most of these coaches are numbskulls. And even the smart ones ain't that smart. Like Sean McVay was a genius. He looks smart now. Absolutely not. Basically. Yeah, and he's and he was considered a genius. And it's like it's a lot of people a lot dumber than Sean McVay running teams. Cause trust me, Tua and Jalen Hurts are there. They like, oh, you know, they might have something, but let's get Herbert from Oregon because he he got the eyebrows, you know, a quarterback. He looks like a man. Did you say eyebrows? Yeah, you know, he stands in the pocket like a man, and he had a mother and a father, and his brother liked him. Like I heard, they was hyping up Josh Allen when they played the Eagles. Like one of his advantages, he comes from a close knit family. What his family ain't blocking for him. Who gives a damn? <laughs> what what type of nonsense is that? <laughs> you have a tight knit family. They ain't gonna help you get get sacked. He has support from his dog. Oh wow! I'm like Carson, and it cracks me up. Like Carson Wentz hunts. How they turn on a man that believes in Jesus Christ hunts from a small mid. He's from the Dakotas. You know, fiery, just wants to win. Looks like you know Prince Harry. Just off, you know, just you think they eat him up. They treat him like. He trashed. Like, and I just, you you know what? I think winning Super Bowls was the worst thing to have in the Eagles fans. You know, it's funny. Um, I, a guy when I work with says the same thing. He said, he said, he said it too. And I've never understood why he said it. He said, Philly fans are going to regret winning this Super Bowl because now we're spoiled. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. what do you mean? He said, you'll see. They, Watch what I tell you. Yeah. They spoiled and entitled. Because all of a sudden it's like, you know, Howie Roseman sucks because he should have planned that all these people that got people who didn't get hurt. They, how dare they get hurt? That's his fault. Carson wants a bum because he didn't win the Super Bowl and Nick Foles won. Are we, are we sure Doug Peterson's a good coach? Is Frank Wright the good coach? They just going to second guess everything. And yeah, no, it's kind of like they win. Let me tell you something. You know, some fans like as long as I win a title, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Some fan bases are like that. The Eagle Philly fan bases are not like that at all. Because they win one, they become Yankee fans. They just become sport. Because the Phillies became the same way. They won. They won a World Series after not winning once in the damn '80s. And all of a sudden, it's like they should be winning every year. These 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 teams are frauds. Even though they had the best record one year, and they were always going to playoffs like a three four year run when it's hard to do that. It didn't matter. Cause they ain't win. Sixers fans are going. Sixers fans are going through that right now, and it's like, oh well, this team, yeah, they're good. They should be great, but they lazy and arrogant. And Ben Simmons need to stop dating Kardashians. And I'm like, 
Most of y'all people on Twitter weren't even allowed the last time the Sixers won a title. What do y'all know about what winning looked like? I, I, that's why I always say Philly has the soul of a loser. That's why Rocky's so popular. It's the reason why Rocky Balboa is so popular because it's like, because he's hard, because it's like to their eyes, he's hard nosed, he works hard, he's humble, and he didn't win, but he tried his best. Even though we both know Rocky really was was lazy and had a whole bunch of native <laughs> ability and then get it together till like the end of his career. But you know, that dynamic, you know, that narrative, we can't say that. And yeah, the person told you that they're gonna regret it, because I watched this and like it's made me t- I don't even like looking at Eagles message boards, Eagles relay, like I hear the commentators. I see the people on Twitter. They all look the same. They got their shirt open. Their name is Ben or Todd or some other cornball name, just throwing hot takes at the wall. They're within the age of 22 and 31, and they all talk nonsense. And I got to hear that every damn day. And then I turn on TV and I hear it. And it's like, I don't even want to watch. I, like, I was dreading doing the sports show. It's like, I'm not even mad at the Eagles. It's everything around the Eagles. It is just, ugh. yeah. Well, Yuck. <laughs> moving on, uh, Minnesota didn't have a game. We had a nice bye week. Felt the came at the right time. Uh, but we got Monday the Monday night game against Seattle. Uh, I believe we at Seattle. Yikes. Uh, so, I'm not going to beat them. Uh, would you excuse me? I'm, y'all can beat. I'm telling you, Seattle are paper tigers. Trust me, they beat us because our offense was garbage, and even then the game was close. Why do you think I keep telling you Seattle ain't no team to worry about? It's I not- keep been telling you that. I can, I- I'm not saying y'all will. I'm saying y'all can. Don't be afraid of Seattle because it's like Russell Wilson does a lot of magic because he needs to. But that defense is not the same defense people think it is. Y'all should be able to score on Seattle. Do not be afraid of the sea, of the Seahawks. I'm not afraid of scoring. I think I'm just a little. Well, one good thing is we we healthy. I don't think nobody's injured. We coming in as healthy as we can be uh, in week twelve. Uh, I just worry about the defense. The defense is just something that's just been glaring all year. Look, uh, we second five. We second like five or six times and cause a couple turnovers. Well, hell, if we can do that, then we 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 got a hell of a shot to leave out of there with the W. <laughs> But y'all, y'all should y'all should beat them. We should, we should. You know, I just I'm always a little leery of away games. Oh, yeah, of course, it's road. Yeah. So, no. um, yeah. So that's happening. Um, I guess we can move over to the topic of. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna save that. Let's talk about your 76ers. What's been going on uh, this past week? Um, besides last up until last night, everything was going groovy. You know, they were on a four game win streak. You know, they had a back to back. They played San Antonio Friday night ESPN game, and it's just weird seeing San Antonio be bad. Like I, I was a damn teenager the last time they were bad, and it's fun because like Spurs fans been model franchise this and that for 20 something years so to see them with the same players like you know they have good players they should be good and right now they just stink so it is watching philly not even play that well and beating them just weird because it's like i used to be afraid of playing the spurs now it's like they're a joke that miami game <laughs> oh Ooh, that was fun goodness that was a they massacre. beat them they beat the brakes off yeah, they beat the brakes off Miami. I think Jimmy Butler realized within like five minutes, like, you know what, this ain't our night. <laughs> so he was just chilling, and they just bullied him. Like, when they're playing big, when they're hitting their shots, you ain't beating them. Like, with the style they play, because their defense is smothering. They always have hands there. They know how to play, you know, they just smother you with size and length. And the, you, and the Sixers probably have been, the offense has been clunky, because Here's a dirty secret about the Sixers on offense when they aren't hitting their threes. Their offense is ugly. Like, it's like watching, like, a Harley race match. Like, it's just and B to get the ball and this double pump, wait, wait, start playing and post, start moving clunky. He might do a smooth move. Next thing you know, six, seven, sec, like, seven, six off the shot clock. He didn't do a damn thing. Like, I'm like, maybe I'll shoot. I might shoot. I might shoot. Maybe. Kick it out, 
Tobias Harris, oh, shoot a three, now I'm going to drive, and then kick it out again. Or see Ben Simmons runs 15 miles an hour to pass it out for somebody to pass it out again. And I'm like, well, if I wasn't a Sixer fan, I would not watch Sixer games a lot of times because it's, like, it's just mucky. But when they're hitting threes, yeah. And they were hitting it. They were hitting it three. Josh Richardson came and had something to prove, and he basically proved it. And they beat the brakes off the Heat, and the Heat had a good record. Um, that Toronto game, I don't know if it be went to the club or what happened. This is the first game in his life, college of pros. He was scoreless. He scored a point last night. Mm. Yeah, and he just looked like. I don't know what was up. He did not look right. He just looked sluggish. And even then, they still had a chance to win. Just the last three minutes, they just went cold as ice. And then they had a chance to take the lead. Ben Simmons threw an alley to bias. He didn't throw it far enough. Siakam got the steal. Two free throws, game over. And, you know, Philly fans like, oh, that's why the Sixers, they go win because they ain't clutch fire Brett Brown. Like, chill out. <laughs> like, seriously, like... Chill. Yo, every time y'all lose, and I don't know who it is because it's not you. It must be somebody else on my timeline that's a, a, a 76ers fan or something. But I always see this, that Bruce, uh, fire Bruce Bowen, <laughs> Bruce Brown uh, hashtag. And I'm like, why does this happen every time they lose? Like, I, what? There is a large, there is a section, and it's not a large section. It is a loud section of the fan base that does not like Brett Brown. They like he's a fake coach. He's holding them back. When clutch times come, they're not gonna win. And everything is like, and it's just sickening. I'm like, that man should be a saint for having to deal with four years of garbage where they didn't have a chance in hella winning and he didn't blow his brains out. And since Ben Simmons has been there, they win 50 games every year. You know the last time they consistently won 50 games? The early 80s. You know who's on that on that team? Moses Malone and Dr. J. Those teams. Moses. Yeah, that's how that's how that's how long ago the Sixers were like a perennial good team. Cause they had good years with Barkley, like, you know, a year here and there. And they had two good two great years with Iverson out of a decade. But it wasn't like the Sixers were like some juggernaut. So that's why I laugh when Sixers fans are like, oh, you know, we got a commitment to excellence. What do you know about excellence? Like we aren't talking about the Lakers. We aren't talking about the Spurs. The Sixers just found, the Sixers are now a good team, a really good team, and Sixers fans can't handle it. So either it's Brett Brown sucks or Ben Simmons sucks. And B they get and B they just get on tomorrow. He shoots too many threes, he need to get, get in the paint and bang like it's nineteen ninety three. They want to be Shaq. I'm like He's not his body is not built for him to be Shaq. That's why he takes time. Like he missed two seasons with a bad foot, and then he missed half of his first rookie season with a bad knee. Like he's been, you know, he is a strong man. He's a frat like that frame is fragile. So him banging in the pump in the paint all day long. Like, no. If he was built for that, he'd be doing that. That shit's painful. You know what? Uh, maybe this was like what three shows ago or four shows ago we talked about that and I I understood what you were saying but I really had to go back and look and I had to really look at the league now and I'm like damn Shahid hit that shit right on the head because don't nobody play like that it's very it's far few between maybe one or two maybe a hand maybe, maybe on one hand you count people that's really playing under the paint that's a center all these motherfuckers out there shooting threes now. Yeah, ain't no more banging down. This shit hurts. Ain't no more banging down low like that over and over. Like, bro, you need to be a back to the like. Who's doing that? Who is this? Who is this magical center that's doing that now that he needs to be? Yeah. Um, are you like to be like Dwight Howard that plays twenty minutes a game? Yeah, he, he barely does. does it anymore himself. It's like because Jokic doesn't do it. Gobert doesn't do it. Drummond don't do it. Drummond try to drill around like a point guard, be doing some goofy shit. But nobody's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna lean in, I'm gonna bang, throw an elbow, and all that. Like Embiid's the only, Embiid plays more in post than any other center. And, and Sixer fans are still like, he ain't enough. That's why I laughed at you, like Carl Towns, because it wasn't just you, it was other people like, Carl Towns, he needs to bang in the post more. For what? What? Why? He's not Kareem? Why you want to be Kareem? Yeah, I had to. I had to take a step back and really uh, evaluate what I said and what you were saying. And you know, it's funny because if you think of Dwight Howard, early Dwight Howard, 
Yeah, you know, he might have been in the post banging and stuff like that. But look at him now. Look at all the injuries he got and over time. Guess what? His post game sucked. Yeah, he really didn't have <laughs> he got he got by off athleticism, but it's like we we don't train centers like that anymore. Like Jalil Okafor had a great post game. He can't move his feet, play defense, so it doesn't make a difference. Like, you know, ain't Zach Randolph ain't walking through that door. Yeah, I think I think I think we were spoiled of that that Shaq era, that era where you had Shaq and you had like Olajuwon, you had those centers that yeah. would actually play like. But even Olajuwon would play an outside game too, so it wasn't yeah, like he like, was banging you know, like that. Yeah, you had David Robinsons and Ewans, but they had outside games too. Like even Matumbo had an outside game. Morin had an outside game. They wasn't all like, I'm bark. I'm gonna stick my ass in there and just boom, 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 boom for 17 seconds. Like they don't play that way anymore. They just don't, and it's like they ain't built for that. And trust me, I'm sure if MB had his way, he'd do it more. The Sixers aren't really built for him to do that all the time either because it's like they have an issue where their center and their point guard do their best work in the same spot. They both play in the post. And Al Horford also is like a post player that has to not play in the post. And it's like, oh, Tobias, why don't you – like the Sixers try to put everybody in a damn post and try to post people up. Because it's like they're bringing everybody else. So they post more than anybody else as it is. And Sixers fans still like, oh, indeed, out there shooting threes, thinking he John Stockton. He need to be up there in the post and bang down low. And I'm like, no, get you. This is not 1998. You know, stupid forget how much Shaq got beat up when he was in the post all the time. They didn't call foul through too big. Maybe Embiid don't want to be like that. Yeah. That, that's absolutely fair. Um, transitioning to Minnesota, you know, I learned something this last week about Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is a team that loses focus on defense. That's it. That's absolutely it. Nothing, nothing else. Like, cause you know, the shots, the shots are going to be what they are. They either going to go in or they're going to go out. I'm not mad if you shoot the ball and they don't go, you know, you're going to miss shots. It's, they just, I don't know. It's somewhere in games where I see like last night they went against the Hawks. And the Hawks had took a, took the lead maybe in the third, like almost a 10-point, 12-point lead. And I'm just looking. The Minnesota came through in one, uh, 125 to 113. And I'm just like, just the hustle and the focus. And it's just not there. It's not the whole game. It's just those little spells for maybe two or three minutes. And that's, yeah. If we were just more focused on defense, we would be a lot better team. We really would be. Easier said than done. Yeah, I get it. I, 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 it's easy to say, but uh, man, oh man, oh man, uh, something's got to change if they want to be uh, taken serious because you know it's still. Oh. You know, so- I mean, it's 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 still early in the season. Like yeah, besides, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's like you know, people worry about. Something. I'm like, look at Portland. They start off so bad. They went to sign Carmelo Anthony, and he's starting. <laughs> Like Portland was a team talking about we might be in that. You know, look at Golden State. Oh man, <laughs> they get in the breaks. Like they, people was like, oh, I wish the league or just right itself and everything like that. And Golden State won't be down. Be careful what you wish for because they they're a lottery team now. Like they get in their brains beat out by bad teams. And, and, and this one, everybody got their jokes and their tweets, and I'm like, but you fail to realize <laughs> life comes for everybody. Yeah, hey. You're going to be bad, but the funny thing about it uh, is they're going to get healthy and they also going to get a lottery pick. Watch it. It'd be real hilarious. They get the, the lottery pick, get the guy from Memphis, and then next year all of a sudden it's Draymond, Steph, Clay Thompson, and what's his name, Wiseman from yeah. Memphis, the one that got suspended. Yeah. And also, and they went 60 games again. And like, oh, yeah, y'all had y'all fun. Look at y'all now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The joke's coming, but y'all better chill out. because uh... Uh, Be careful with the jokes. It's like people at the time, like, as a Sixer fan, I laugh because I heard jokes for years. Like, oh, the Sixers just, they just losing the lose. They don't got no plan. And the fans will never come back. You know who leads the league in attendance? The Sixers. Every game last year, sellout. <clears throat> Every game this year, sellout. Amazing how amazing how that works. Like you win, people come back, and now like you know, like the Magic tried. When the last time the Magic was good, when the White left, Yeesh. it's been a while. When the last time the Knicks, when the last time the Knicks were good, or the Kings, 
or the like the Lakers. The only reason the Lakers are good now is because LeBron wanted to go to Los Angeles and do movies. Because the Lakers were trying for five years and they stuck to. Yeah. But I had to hear all these jokes about oh the Sixers they should have taken on work they should have done so I'm like do other stuff like what sign a free agent. You know the biggest free agent they signed like you know the three biggest free agents they've signed in their history. I'm gonna tell you right now, Owen Brand coming off a torn ACL. JJ Redick, who they had to throw the whole bag at one year, twenty something million dollars, and Al Horford, who they just got because they were good. That's the list in history. It ain't free. Free agents don't go to Philly. This whole oh, we could have had space. You get Paul George. Paul George ain't coming to Philly. Yeah, it's a sample. It's <laughs> it's not a sexy uh, city that people no. want to go to. People go to. The Texas teams, Miami, or LA. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten. Or they'll the only time or they'll go, I'll go to Brooklyn because my homie going to Brooklyn. I'm from New York. Other than that, like, yeah. You know, the Knicks, it's like, hey, I will go to the Knicks. You know, Amar Stoudemire go, his knee fall apart. You know, but this whole thing, oh, we got Broadway. We gonna get Kyrie Irving and we're gonna get Kevin Durant. And we're gonna get Zion. And who they have, Bobby Portis. Yeah. That's who they get. Marcus, they get Marcus Morris. It's like it's it's like by Boston. Of course, they're gonna throw the money at Gordon Hayward. Who else going to Boston like that? <laughs> except for it's like, except for it's like, yeah, I go if I can't go nowhere else. It's like, yeah, oh. Kemba Walker gonna go because nobody else gonna pay him the money about that. But like, it's like Anthony Davis ain't going to no damn Boston. Of course, Gordon Gordon Hayward was safe in Boston. He all right. <laughs> He's all right. He got to worry yeah. about what other people got to worry about. We're going to free out cat space to get Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard ain't going to know. Y'all could call him what y'all want to call him all y'all want. His ass is, hey, is not going to know Boston. If you ask him, he's like, Boston's not a city for me. <laughs> That's what you going to say. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, so unless you're one of those teams, you got to do it by trade or the draft. And the trade only you only do by trade if you got people to trade, which the Sixers did not have. So the draft was the route they had to take. It worked. People all salty and pissy about it, but it worked. Yeah, shut up. It definitely did. Uh, closing out the show today, uh, I figured we'd talk about uh, <laughs> Patrick Patterson. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Patrick Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Patterson decided to, uh, you know, he was on Instagram and he wanted to take a picture of his wife and he posted the whatever. So I guess somebody came back with a comment and question, you know, a question why he was dating a white woman. I guess since when, once he got money, why is he dating a white woman? If she, if he was working at Walmart, mm-hmm. <laughs> she wouldn't be his wife, basically. So basically saying mm-hmm. she was money hungry. Okay. So, you know, as always, with athletes do. And Patrick Patterson plays for the Clippers, right? Clippers. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, and he's on the bench. Uh, he said, and this is his quote, so I should settle for a bulldog and act like I'm happy with my life and preach. Keep it in your race. To the world as if Dr. King didn't fight or die for equality, acceptance. All coaches loving one another and no hate. No thanks. Yeah. Wait, how... It's funny. How does the second part of the quote match up at all with the first part of his quote? It, it you know, when you all races get together, no hate. But I ain't fucking with these bulldogs, though. And he should, he should have uh, shut up and eat this food. Oh boy. It's That's a how lot. We get slandered. You, it, it's a lot of ways to handle social media, and with especially when it comes to something like this. I think you're absolutely Don't say right. nothing. Just, just let don't. me. Or turn the comments off. Can't, I know it's somewhere no, you can. Don't say nothing. Here's the thing about interracial dating when it comes to black Because it's always black men, white women. Black women don't care who you date as long as you don't try to make them feel bad about it. That's it. They do not care. You think Tim Duncan got any slander? No. He never got any slander. Why? Because Tim Duncan never said nothing about it. He dated who he dated. Derek Jeter get any slander? Nope. Why? He dated who he dated. Even Kobe got slandered because he kept getting in trouble. But beyond that, the only thing he got was jokes. Nobody care. 
like, you know, Kawhi Leonard, you think people care? No, because they don't say nothing. Just don't say nothing. You want to date your woman? Go ahead and do it. Don't be like RG3 looking all stupid and bring them out there talking about, oh, she liked me because the sisters are too mean to me and all this stuff. When you start running down black women to justify dating your Elizabeth, then that's when the problems come in. Bulldog, really? Yeah, because if that... That's just- that's how you think. That's how you. That's how you look at your mama. I'm sure his mama called him and cussed him out. Because you just don't say that. You don't say anything like that. All you had to say was, "Don't say nothing. Just yeah, let people like, say what the hell they want to say." Because you know, that's what social media is. Especially when you happy. Y'all have. If you happy, she happy. Okay. Yeah, that's like it's always that whole thing, and it's kind of like. <sighs> I mean, people say it ain't a touchy subject. It's like, date who you want to date will be honest about it. Like, you know what the deal is. You know, it's like you got, and it's this whole, and it's funny because the lead in the movie too, where you got to be at a certain level to get this woman that this, a regular guy wouldn't have to be at that level. Like, you wouldn't have to be, you know, an all, you wouldn't have to be an NBA player or like, you know, I, I, I invented soap or some magic stuff to get somebody that like, you know, a banker could have got if they were the same race. So if you want to, you know, trot out your girl, it's not the whole thing. Cause a lot of times it's like you, you doing as a trophy, like, look, I'm good enough to get this woman and I'm going to rub it in y'all faces. Cause I ain't dating, you know, your bulldog stuff. And you know, y'all you know how black women are angry and anything like that. And I, I don't need that yak yak. So you disrespecting your woman by thinking she just, you know, a doormat and you disrespecting the sisters just to prove some point. Cause you was a nerd. So you had your growth spurt. And then you get paid back. <laughs> yeah, and that's why women, and that's why black women be looking at men when they hit a certain money level, because a lot of us be acting like that. We be like, oh, now I can get this prize. I don't gotta date Laquanda no more. I can get Susie had macaroni and cheese with breadcrumbs on it. I'm absolutely yeah, I, whatever. I will absolutely leave the house. But anyway, um, yeah, you just. <laughs> <laughs> You you just don't do that uh, because it's already it's it's already a sensitive subject as is when when black women see see that and you promoting like it's like you said like a trophy saying oh here look you know well, some women just take take it personal they they feel offended yeah. by that and you calling them a they bull yeah and you they, call it that's why they offended because you because again because you call them a damn bull bulldog so like I'm sure you have women in your family. So what the hell are you saying? You black. I'm I got, sure they black. I got, you want me to settle for this this coon? <laughs> Basically, like you want me to settle? Like, and it's bad enough because we get it from the athletes, and we get it from the rappers. We talk about with the whole with rap music, how the rap videos, the women all look a certain type, and they ain't look like the type that the rapper sisters look like. And then rappers say the same thing, like I'm dating these dark butts. I need somebody pretty, so my kids have pretty hair, and you be look like a damn foot. <laughs> like, what does that say? Like, so you basically crapping on yourself, crapping on your mama, just to prove some point. No one's like, you know, yeah, she with me because I'm double platinum, but she loved me. Not like the sisters. These sisters, y'all, they're trying to take my money. Yeah, ask Tiger Woods about that. How much, lo- how how far loyalty get when stuff go wrong? How, how, how much money? How much money he had to kick out because he was messing up? Was was Ellen like, "Oh, I'm ride or die"? Understand? Bygones be bygones. I never swung a golf club. Nope. She sure hell didn't. Took money to buy a mansion to tear it down. Yeah, she was pissed. So y'all look, date who you want to date, marry who you want to marry. If you love him, you love him, and you ain't gotta justify it to nobody, and you gotta worry about it. But don't be out here saying stupid stuff like Patrick Patterson saying because he had to apologize when he when. You got the clap down. It's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Be like Kawhi Leonard. Don't say nothing. Mind your business. Yes. Be like Paul. Be like Paul George. Keep getting in trouble, cutting those checks, and don't say nothing. Cause he, cause he was on that stuff too. Ooh, Paul George. Don't be saying nothing because I seen. Oh, never mind. But anyway, look. <laughs> um, yeah, he don't say nothing no more. Cause he yeah. used to say stuff, and then it blew up in his face. So he's like, yeah, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I ain't got nothing to do with this. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. His family looked at him sideways, and when he got to practice, they looked at him like he was crazy. So, uh, yeah, on that note, we'll close out this week. We'll be back next week. If you want to um, reach me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World at 
Twitter and on Facebook. And if you have any questions or comments, you can leave at Jeff Jefferson's the world on yahoo.com. And Shahid, I'll let you give them uh, your info. You can find me at Philly Drugs on both Instagram and Twitter. That is Philly underscore drugs. Although you couldn't find me for Twitter for 12 hours because I see comment on Patrick Patterson. And I guess Twitter treated like a hate crime. Got you out the paint. <laughs> Got me out the paint for half. And that's the first time that happened. I'm like, I should have better all being a Nazi. <laughs> we are out. Peace.